The second paper featured in Archivist in April 2016 relates to vitamin D deficiency and rickets. This isn't um, a study as such but is a consensus statement on this important area. Uh, it's actually published in, in two different journals simultaneously, in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism and in Hormone Research in Paediatrics. Now there's been a great deal written about vitamin D deficiency and rickets in recent years. When I was training it was more or less considered to have been consigned to the history books but it clearly never really went away and it has surfaced in a big way as more and more possible problems relating to vitamin D deficiency emerge and not just in dark-skinned children, in European children as well. The problem has been how to define it. Full-blown rickets is um, fairly obvious but there are many uh, lesser degrees and there's also a whole host of other manifestations less, uh, which don't amount to rickets. There is wildly different guidance being banded about and this can be quite confusing. So a group of 33 experts from many different countries throughout the world met together in May 2014 to thrash out some universally acceptable global recommendations for children. They looked at all the available literature and graded the evidence and a consensus was reached on controversial issues. Now this is a big statement with an awful lot of information in it but just to summarize a few of the um, what I consider to be the more important points. Blood levels cause a lot of confusion. They distinguish between sufficiency which is a level more than 50 nanomoles per litre, insufficiency which is between 30 and 50 and deficiency which is less than 30. So unlike some other things that you can measure there are three different categories here. They confirm that simple vitamin D deficiency does not increase fracture risk unless there are radiological signs of rickets and so we don't need to worry about increased fractures just because the blood levels are a bit low. They have uh, recommendations for adequate daily vitamin D intakes to prevent rickets and they quote 400 units per day for infants and 600 for children. They recommend against screening healthy children for vitamin D deficiency using blood levels. There's also a lot in the consensus statement about pregnancy and they recommend that all pregnant women should receive supplementation with 600 units per day uh, but they should also have adequate calcium as um, between them this can prevent congenital rickets. They recommend that all infants, uh, whether or not they're in a high-risk group, um, up to 12 months of age should receive oral vitamin D supplements of 400 units per day and it doesn't matter what their feeding method is. Those are in the higher risk should continue to receive vitamin D supplementation thereafter. They don't recommend extra vitamin D supplementation needs to be given to breastfeeding mothers. They recommend controversially that certain staple foods should routinely be fortified with vitamin D and calcium. They also address the controversial area of skin exposure to sunlight and the possible increased skin cancer risk and they say they cannot really give a safe threshold of uh, ultraviolet B light exposure which does not increase skin cancer risk. They also have dosage regimes for actually treating rickets and vitamin D deficiency and how they give advice on how public health and, uh, and population monitoring could be covered. So if these were all implemented, particularly in parts of the world where this is a big problem, this should go a long way towards discouraging overdiagnosis and overtreatment, which is becoming more prevalent, while at the same time improving the bone health of all children through primary nutritional prevention, which is what we want to see. Music